0: All right, Manish, so you're the founder and CEO of E2M, a full-service white-label agency for agencies, and you have built a team of over 180 experts. I just want to repeat that just for everyone in the back. 180-person team. I got to ask you, Manish, when you're, you started your agency about 10 years ago, was there a certain inflection point where it went from, like, just yourself to one to two and then exploded? Tell me a little bit about that inflection point in your business where you started to explode.
1: Yeah. First of all, Mark, thank you for having me on the, sir. I'm very excited to speak with you today. And uh, it's a long story. Originally my core background is in SEO. So originally I started YouTube as an SEO agency and eventually we started offering like other services, like you got into web design, e-commerce, content, and all sort of services. And we we were working with both types of clients. One is like direct clients and agency clients, and over the time, when we started, when we started growing, we realized that, okay, this, let's try to be focused towards agencies. And I think, you know, I speak about it a lot that as a business owner, you really want to see your position in the ecosystem, right? So I think I identified my position in the ecosystem in a very strong way where I have a lot of experience in like marketing, branding, building an operation, hiring, training people, building a great culture. So... That expertise I bring, and I'm like, okay, there are so many agencies in the States and other parts of the world, they really don't want to go through all this pain, operations, fiery, fiery, deep pain. They still want to grow. And I'm like, that's what my core expertise is. And we have a headquarter over here in India, and I also lived in the States, so I become a liaison where I, I fill that gap that, okay, bringing agencies as a clients on board who are. Having a bandwidth or capacity issues, they really want to scale, but they don't want to go through all this hiring, firing, you know, and operations pain. And then we have a team here who is like vetted team, highly experienced, ready to get on board with our agency to take on the projects and help them scale. So I think we found a sweet spot where we are just and decided to okay, "Let's just work for agencies," and solve the very specific problem for agency owners. So essentially we pivoted and we, our core mission right now is like to help agencies solve bandwidth and capacity problems and still without increasing the road cost and
0: increased profit margins. So that's how everything started and eventually we got into this. Well, so I want to lean into that just a little bit. I run a podcast agency and it's tough. You bring on more clients, yeah. it means more processes, more automations, more team members, more subcontractors, et cetera. So I get that problem. Scaling, not simple. We'll talk a little bit about AI here in a minute and how that solves some of those problems. But here's what I'm, here's what I'm interested in, Manish. I've worked with a lot of people overseas, India included. I've worked with people in India, which is your native country, right? A lot of freelancers doing one-on-one, doing one-on-work, solo work. You have an 180 people, so you could go on vacation you get, you can go to the Bahamas, baby, go to the Bahamas with your partner, your spouse, your dog, your cat, whatever you want to go with. And you're still making money. I was off in Colorado this or in North Carolina this past week. And I got an email. You just got paid 1500 bucks. I wasn't doing anything. So yeah. I like that. I think that's what most people want. Was there an inflection point? You said you had history in web design. How did you go from that from doing one on one stuff to actually hiring team members? How did you make that change? I think the first thing, you know, when you want to really scale and go is how to, you have to shift the mindset, right?
1: I think a lot of times you, what we do is we fall in love with our day-to-day job and we get into that trap where it's very really hard for us to think outside of that. So I think the first thing you have to do is the framework which I learned over the time is like when you really want to scale, when you really... so. Obviously the scaling won't happen without hiring people and without building a team, right? So the framework which revolved really well for me is see, there is always someone out who kind of like love to do what you hate to do, right? Sure. How to use this framework. It doesn't mean that you know you you hate to do certain things. It's just you really want to work on something more important and which help you scale your agency business. So agency as an agency owners. Let's say you are doing a design or development by yourself or maybe a project manager, right? But you don't really enjoy doing it. You feel like, okay, I really want to spend time on bringing new clients, growing my agency business. So then you really have to, but there is someone always out who loves to do project management job. So that creates a win. -win. So as long as you are creating a win-win, when you're passing your responsibility, it will help you to scale. And now when you keep growing, you want to pass that will. Now once the project manager becomes busy, now you want to take on new responsibility and pass on the another responsibility
0: and you keep going in that circle, right? You continuously evolve your own skill set. The problem here is the profit margins. That's when I talk to people about this, this is the first thing they say, say, Hey Mark, I don't want to give away sixty percent of my profit. It's kind of like that. See, if I'm working
1: imagine if I'm working by myself, right? I'll not have built like this seven figure business right? And right. maybe I would have built a smaller business, but I would be working literally all day long. Right now, we have a seven-figure business. Yeah, I'm not making a huge amount of money if I would have been working by myself, but I'm not doing anything right. I'm 90% are I'm not involved into my day-to-day operations and just working on things which I really want to work on, which is like growth, scale, and marketing side and strategic partnership side, things I really want to work on. We have a six seven people I only deal with in our core leadership team who is overseeing our entirety, right? So I guess it has its own pros and cons where I would choose scaly, but in a more streamlined way. And I understand that pain. That's the reason I would say like there
0: is a way there are frameworks to be followed when you want to scale and free up your time. How often are you meeting with your team? Are you meeting with the whole team all the time? Are you mean with just your six or seven leaders? How often are you meeting with your management team? I'm meeting a month where we look at the data
1: and we just go through everything. And other than that, once a week individually, just to see how things are going on, if they have any questions, if they need my help, they need my attention on a specific thing. But it is not something, it happens day to day. So I kind of like hardly spend a couple of hours hardly meeting people in entire week.
0: So about once a week, you're meeting with your leadership team. But That's the same for my agency. Once a week, we have a meetup. Although I've considered maybe increasing that to like, almost like a daily, like five minute huddle or something like to say, hey, status, status, status. Yeah. Uh, anyway, inter- interesting point. So here's where I really am interested in Manish. We're in a very disruptive time in human history. AI has changed everything. I, just as an example, is someone who manages podcast. It used to cost me about hundred dollars for a blog article. Yes, AI has not only decreased that cost tremendously, but it's empowered yep. people to be much more effective. Like I used to have really struggled with finding good writers. Real yep. struggle. Now with you can turn it. Yeah, I get it. You get it, right? You get it. You know, not because people are bad writers, but if your natural language is. I don't know. If your natural language is not English, it's very difficult to type in English. But AI has made it very easy. It's brought like level two writers to level sevens. Yeah. You know? But here's the problem all those people that have worked so hard to become great writers, now they have to compete not just with all the other level sevens, they got to compete with the sixes, the fives, the fours. They got to compete with everybody. So here's the question you've got 180 team members right now. When are you going to fire everyone and just use robots to do it all?
1: That's a a great point. Great question and we are absolutely in an interesting era. So first, I love AI, I love ChatGPT, no doubt on that. I think we have to think like that. We do not have any other option than to embrace the change, right? We have to live with AI, there is no other way. Now we just have to, we just need to be optimistic about that. And I'm absolutely optimistic about AI two months back, I had a meeting with our entire team and we decided that, okay, we are going to be a first AI enabled white label agents, okay? Which means that I just told one thing to team that, okay, you know what, AI is not going to replace you, the person using AI will. So, essentially, you have to start making use of AI tools in your day-to-day job to increase your efficiency and I would recommend everyone that okay we need to think like AI is a classic where now you have an option to automate and make use of tools to get the boring things done imagine the amount of tasks you are doing on a regular basis on a daily basis just get those things done by ai tools and you have all time to focus on all the creative stuff we do a lot of custom day work and a lot of strategic work so absolutely like I said, I'm a very optimistic person, so I told, I did not say that, okay, we might not need this many people a year down the road. I'm like, okay, we might be able to increase the efficiency significantly that you get. If we need 100 people, we might not need 100 people, we will need only 50% down the uh, road, right, even a year from now. So I think digital agency is the space which is going to be the most impacted by here, first. Now, which one? Which space? Digital agency. Yeah. So Agency Agreed. because we are into all these services, right? So you are saying writing, but even coding, you now our developers are using it so much effectively. Our developers increase their efficiency last month by an hour every day. We have 180 people, so we literally serve like 180 hours per day, which is literally we served like 2,000 hours last month itself, right? Making use of AI, so. Still, we cannot increase the efficiency like by 50% or 100% because like I said, we do a lot of custom day work. But I think agency, this is my advice, as an agency owner, you have a really good opportunity to now is the time to sell your strategic and consulting services, right? So, specifically, if you are targeting a specific niche, you really have an opportunity, let's say if your client is coming to you and say, okay, I need a digital strategy, or I need to revamp my digital strategy. Create a blueprint. That's not going to happen through AI tools because that's where you have an opportunity where you leverage your experience. For example, let's say you are targeting a roofing contractors or home builders as your niche, then you know that industry in and out. Help them put together the strategy, how their digital strategy should be, right? And then obviously it comes to the production. Obviously, they will need then, and you can use your team to do the, all the production. But as an agency owner, this is the time the digital strategy has to be in your service offering, and you should charge for that absolutely. And that becomes your—it's kind of fit in the door, right, where your customers are getting into your agency. But if you say, okay, we build websites, so we write copy, we do SEO, it's going to be a difficult time. It's that doesn't mean that AI tool will be able to do everything by itself, but yeah, you have to have a service which cannot be done using AI
0: tools, and absolutely, you will be still able to grow consistently and stay relevant in the game. Yeah, so th- there's some of the things that you said here, Manish, that I agree with, but one of the points that makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah. I agree. You have to differentiate yourself. You can't commoditize your work, and I do agree that focusing more on this is the strategy this is the consulting this is the business plan that you get with us i get that the problem here though is that ai can do that too if ai just went to every university in perpetuity it's learning West- all the time i'll give you an example you talk about web design how long did it take you to learn how to design websites probably years yeah right i use chat gpt so i run a pro group and one of the members of the pro group in one hour showed all the members of the group how to scrape all the text from your website, how to explain to ChatGPT what your business is. It recommended six different types of website formats. And it said, based on your business, this is the format we recommend. It gave us H1 headers, H2 headers. It gave us potential keywords. It gave us all that stuff in like 10 minutes. And so when I'm looking at this, I'm like, holy crap. Why would I ever pay a web designer five, 10 grand design website when When I can do it myself, when I can teach myself, it's so, and that's, you also see here in the States, the writer's unions are going on strike because (laughs) they're getting replaced. And what's interesting to me about the AI revolution is that previous revolutions have replaced kind of like, I don't want to say the bottom, but the very basic blue collar style jobs, you know? Yeah. But what's interesting about AI is it's actually replacing the white collar jobs, I don't need a team of 10 writers. I need a team of one or two writers that are using the tools to create jokes or create stories and articles. So I think it's a really interesting time to be cognizant, to be aware and to start to shift. I think that's really good. I'm actually curious, Manish, that's just my quick thought. When you're onboarding new team members, are you asking them about their AI proficiencies before you hire them? Yeah. So I would like to share my thoughts
1: about this. No, let's talk about the writers, right? For writers, I would, this is the my advice, or this is what I, I told our writing team as well, that with AI, you, now you need to know that, okay, first thing, that's a blessing, that, okay, at least you don't have to work on the boring things. Like you had to write, had to make edits, any paragraphs or any articles written by someone else. Someone did a proposal, you are doing anything to make them look better. At least you don't have to do all that thing. Now, with ChatGPT, you really want to see that, okay, when you want to still still relevant and this is the time only the creative people will be able to really survive, right? So, now is the time with ChatGPT, you know exactly what not to write, right? So, this is how I look at ChatGPT for writers, that, okay, I have the capability to write something creative, And personalized touch right it has a personalized touch based on my research my understanding and putting that kind of citations and everything so there is a way still writers are relevant writers can be relevant right but now it's not something it's gonna be 100% going to replace yes it will replace the writers who are absolutely not creative they cannot think they don't know how to play with words and everything right so Yes, but it has impacted for sure. Even like we have seen that change, but it's like that you have to be unique, right? What's your unique USP? We call it like every business has USP. Think like writers also have to have their USP to stay relevant, right? I think you know. Coming back to your question about your thing about everything AI can do, yes, it is possible, right? I think the one of the most important thing AI is missing and will miss is more of a personalized thing, right? Yeah, it will take time but right now you will have to feed a lot of data for, to AI to give you a kind of like personalized recommendation, right? It is not going to be absolutely 100% accurate, right? So that's where we have an opportunity for creative people to put together a personalized recommendation, personalized strategy, which is very hard, right? For you and for AI to do it because AI is just reading the pattern, right? And making decisions based on that, putting together all the data and everything. So I think there is a great opportunity still on a more on a strategic side, more in a creative part, right? We know all this, we are seeing mid Journey created images and there are a lot of illustrations are coming out of AI tools as well. Those are great, right? But still, the creative part, the creative thinking will still going to be relevant. And I guess to answer your question about hiring new people, not AI proficiency, but we just look at their traits. Are they curious? Right? Do they have a logical, creative thinking? What's the unique perspective, unique value you are going to bring? Right? Those are the things I want to ask. So I think the traits, how much curious you are, How much accountable, responsible you are, and how much open are you related to your job? How quickly can you adopt the change, and how can you make use of AI to make your job even better, to make your job efficient, to deliver more efficient output? So those are the things are going to be
0: very important when you hire. Yep, now's the time. It's not tomorrow, it's today. I tell this to everybody I meet. You know, if there's one piece of advice I give you, it's take 15 minutes a day and use ChatGPT for 15 minutes a day to yeah. solve, to ask at some of your problems. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked if you've not already. Manish, thanks for being on the show here today. Tell us, where's the best place for us to find you? So, at
1: an E2M, E2M is the best website to learn more about me and our company and our videos. It's like our website is
0: e2msolutions.com. That's the best place to find. E2MSolutions.com. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats. I'm going to put a link right there. There's a link right there in the description. That'll make it super easy for you. So click the link, check out what Manish is doing and appreciate you coming on the show to share your wisdom on building a massive team. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Dwayne.